Uh, this is Old Fat Freddy, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This, this is the Cigar Authority. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. The authority on everything cigar. Respect my authority. Who got the lighter? In and out of the cigar industry with your hosts, David Garofalo. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Mr. Jonathan. He's confident, smart, witty, dynamic, a monster. And Chuck Morrison. This is a hard job. So I was working at McDonald's. It's time to light them up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. It's the Catalina f- wine mixer. It's about to get all stupid up in here. Light them up, light them up, light them up. We're back live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, as we sit down this week with Marcos Padron, the grandson of Jose Orlando Padron. He is the next generation. We'll talk to him about that. We go into the aging room with Old Fart Freddy. We get debonair with Gentleman Chuck Morrison, who is back with us, and really weird news from the asylum. And lots more. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location this week in tax-free Seabrook, New Hampshire, at Two Guys Smoke Shop, and the only radio station that doesn't just allow smoking, We insist and demand that you light up along with us. You can catch us on any one of the seven radio stations picking us up in syndication on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network, or you can always tune in right at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. You simply find us on iTunes where you can set it and forget it. And we got our good friends over at The Cigar Station. That's thecigarstation.com replaying our show twice on Sundays from 11 to 1. And 11 to 1. It is the Cigar Authority, open for business, unlike our United States, which is closed, day 12, closed for business. We are open. Did they close the ocean? They closed the ocean. You're not allowed to look at it. If you're actually going by, please don't look. It's closed. I mean, we're in Seabrook. We've got, we've got oceanfront here yes. in Seabrook. Don't so look. We don't can't look. look at the ocean. No. Nope. Your eyes will burn. As per yep. the U.S. government. Yep. <laughs> what do fishermen do? If we can't look at it, they definitely can't float on it. All their non-essential employees are non-essential. Was the Coast Guard non-essential? Did did we get rid of all our non-essentials? We did. We did. (laughs) If you don't need them, you don't need them. That's the whole idea of it. So anyway, Columbus Day. Columbus Day weekend. It is Columbus Day, official Columbus Day today, October 12th. And uh, Christopher Columbus, the one that uh, discovered cigars, basically discovered other things like land and things in America. like that. Yeah, but uh, he discovered cigars. The Native we'll, Americans. We'll get into that. First, it's time to light up a cigar. Today, we're going to smoke some old cigars. Okay, so we're dealing with Christopher Columbus and things like that and, uh, you know, some old uh, things that were um, found and uh, we found these cigars. They were put aside for a while and uh, the cigar we're going to smoke uh, today, the first cigar of the day, is going to be E.P. Carrillo's Dark Ritual. This is the 2011 Limitada, the limited edition. Is there Dominican Lajero in this? I don't know. We'll, we'll go through uh, right. what we have there. Uh, here I you go, like Gentleman it. Chuck Morrison. This Thank you. This is the Limitada. This was a, a fancy box that came out in 2011, and uh, it um, was an expensive cigar, though. You're looking at, I believe, is it a $15 cigar, I believe. And uh, I thought this was the best thing he has ever come out with. The problem was the price. Their boxes are 10 anyway. But E.P. Carrillo, Ernesto Perez Carrillo is the man behind El Crudito Cigars and La Gloria Cubana. 
Um, he is the the guy that got all the awards and arguably the most successful boutique cigar maker of all time, and certainly the first. And the reason why I coined the phrase the Godfather of boutique cigars, E.P. Carrillo. You coined that because I've seen that. Yeah, that was as me. part of the. Uh Advertising, yeah. yes, they advertise and they asked if that was okay, and of course it is because it's them. Uh, years later, Ernesto sold his company, La Gloria Cubana, to Edgar Cullman, who at the time was the owner and founder of General Cigar. Years later, Edgar sold that company to Swedish Match. Uh, in early 2009, Ernesto decided to depart from Swedish Match and General Cigar and open his own company once again, this time with his daughter, Lissette. And his son, Ernesto, three, EP3, EP3, EP3PO, EP3PO, and come out with EPC Cigar Company. And they first came out in 2009 with the inaugural edition cigar, uh, which was a major hit and set the precedence to start off with something. That inaugural only came out uh, for a short period of time till the regular core line came in. Really Fall- one of the first guys to come out with thick ring gauge cigars. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Uh, the next small batch to come out, the short run edition limitada 2010, uh, also made in limited editions, limited uh, quantities. And this was the 2011 version, officially called the Dark Ritual. Where we're in Halloween and Dark Rituals. Are, what I, see happened, where I, thought, I see where you're going with this. <laughs> this is a 6.5 by 56 wrapped in a dark oily Oscuro Maduro wrapper. Oscuro, the black Maduro wrapper. The Dark Ritual comes in boxes of 10. There were only 2,000 boxes of this cigar released in 2011. That's 20,000 cigars. That's it. It's not a big production. And let me tell you. They're pretty much gone. If you can find this thing, find it and get it. Uh, Very short run. 20,000 cigars from from a guy like this is nothing. Uh, Release date was October 2011. Today marks two years that we've had it in our humidor. Who knows how long they aged the cigar before. Uh, Personally, as I said, I thought this was one of the best he had come out with. I haven't smoked this cigar for at least a year and a half at this point. So let's uh, begin right now with the official cutting of the E.P. Carrillo, and we're going to have that official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. The cigar, uh, Perdomo Cigars is the brand. While all other cigars were raising its prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. So uh, here's the cigar. It's very good. What I, what I, I tend to get nervous about smoking things called Oscuro because a lot of times that color means they, that they, they, mess with it. they mess with it. They painted it. And one of the ways that you can tell if someone messed with a wrapper or not is if it's all the same color. So if you look at this wrapper, it is not all the same no. color. There are color variations going through the entire leaf, you would, as you, you would, would expect. Say you would say it's ugly. It's pretty much ugly. The Maduro is not um, It's not glossed e- over. Right. None of that. Yeah, so this is the legitimate. Also, notice how loose the cigar yeah. band is in, in here. So this has Mine been around a couple off. of years. Yeah, it's very, very loose on there. Um, so uh, I'm going to toast this cigar up. What are we using here? We're, we're using, we're using of all things, the Puffer by Vertigo. This is... The pipe lighter that they have with onboard tools. So there's three tools. There's a scraper for your pipe. There's a little poker. And then there's a tamper. Why would you use this to light your cigar? Believe it or not, Chuck. I can see why you have that puzzled look yes, on your face yes. over there. I enjoy lighting a cigar with a pipe lighter because the flame comes out the side. So the heat doesn't hit, ah, yeah. it doesn't hit your fingers. And you just get it all toasted and happy. And... 
even though you could get the flame kind of right on there, the heat is still going up. You're not scorching the end of it. It is very good. And it's a soft flame. It's not a jet flame. This is a soft flame. We're indoors because we smoke indoors because we're men. <laughs> Be- because we're the cigar authority and we do our show and we actually really light the cigar and smoke the cigar. And we don't have to do it outdoors. We do it indoors uh, wherever we have to do it. But we have to do the show live. There's so much. And there has to be smoking. Th- th- there's, um, there's TV shows that are actually cooking shows that they don't actually have a range that actually heats up. They're not even cooking. Can you, True. Can you believe that? I can believe it. This retails for nineteen ninety nine. by the way. comes in a couple different colors, orange, black, blue, sort of an electric blue. Nice, the vertigo. They make nice uh, lighters. They make nice stuff. And you know vertigo. what? If you ever ended up with a cigar that had a poor draw, you could use that little poker thing right there to enhance your draw if you had to. <laughs> well, the um, same one of them. It's drawing yeah. beautifully. Beautifully. So uh, just back yesterday from my trip to Tampa with the J.C. Newman, uh, Toro Fuente people. How'd that go? It was a one-man show, let me tell you. Yeah? Um, I, uh, I sit on their board of advisory. And uh, I sit how, how by many my people. Si- yeah, how many yeah, people I are sit, on that board? <laughs> I sit by myself. <laughs> and, uh, geez, I, I got about 48 hours to... Um, berate them. No, no. I, I uh, made uh, lots of suggestions and, and thoughts, and um, they listened. Um, they, uh, they sat with their marketing people and their promotional people and uh, everybody on both sides, and they took uh, what they told me was 16 pages of notes. Wow. So uh, the, the, the thing will be to see if anything is implemented or if it's business as usual. But uh, believe it or not, I, I like to uh, recommend. I like to... You are, uh, you are the king of recommending. You recommend to me quite a bit. Yes, I do. In fact, I have a... I have got a, a stiff neck for I it. have a spot that's dig a knot in the, my upper back here on the right side that I call David. Yes. From all your recommendations. It has a, it has a name. <laughs> Someday you'll, you may get used to it. I don't you may, know. And you may like it. Do you, do you hate it? Is it, is it is I don't it, mind. Is I it don't, starting to bother you? I don't mind stress, but it's been a little. It's been a little extra stressful. And this is supposed to be the easy time of year because it's post anniversary party, and uh, things are supposed to have calmed down. And for whatever reason, they haven't. Yeah. So, yeah. Here's what it is. Do we have anything to worry about? Worry about? Yeah. No. Why? What would you worry no, about? No, I don't know. You just can't take it. You know, I, I, rem- <laughs> I remember when you couldn't take the pressure from the radio show. And that, that was, was not the pressure was, of the radio that show. Was, yeah, was, that was the pressure of you. Right. And then we're still having the same thing, so it wouldn't be the pressure of the radio show. I didn't have the- a nod in my back then. I just quit. It was yeah. a whole different thing. I was be- like, Because oh. it was two hours a week. Now it's about 40, 50 hours a week. Yeah. How many hours do you work? Uh, you on actually average, have a, you have a couple of days off. On so. average, I work forty-seven hours a week for you. Here's a general manager. I get paid for forty days, of them. Here's a general manager that has two two uh, two days off a week. That does seven hours of casual overtime every week on average. How many days a week do I work? Oh, by the way, I work every day. It's not right. for you. Not for me. Okay. <laughs> so as long as it's working, anyway. it is working. So uh, I go to. Um, down to Tampa, and that, that was on Tuesday, and um, the big talk is the Boston Red Sox, of course, and um, I go down uh, with my Red Sox shirt, and I don't care. Into enemy territory. Um, they're really, they're, I feel like they root for the Red Sox, too, down there, because well, you the, could buy tickets the day of for 10 bucks. Yeah, 
They, but I, what I said to them when I got there is, uh, not only uh, are the Red Sox going to win, um, I'm going to turn you into Red Sox fans. Nice. And uh, I will explain how I did that uh, after the break of uh, because I did actually accomplish that. Really? Luck was on my side, but they are all Red Sox fans, big time, uh, at the J.C. Newman, Toro Fuente uh, offices. They are rooting for them to win everything. Really? They are big into it, and, and I accomplished that. Um, but today, October 12th, is Columbus Day. Today is actually Columbus Day. We celebrated on Monday, That's but right. today real is Columbus Day. Day. Many company, companies, uh, countries celebrate the anniversary of Christopher Columbus' arrival to America, which happened October 12th. What year? 1492. There we go. Nice. <laughs> See, it was many hundreds of years ago, but... You actually know that. Yes. Uh, the official holiday, Christopher Columbus, uh, Italian explorer, navigator, colonizer, born where? Uh, no idea. But I can tell you this. Spain. His name. It's Italian. He was, he was born, born in Italy. Italy. Uh, his <laughs> name is pronounced Cristoforno. Cristoforno what? Columbus. Wrong. <laughs> Colombo. Well, I'm going with it anyways. Colombo. Oh. Cristoforno Colombo. Cristoforno Colombo. He had a yogurt company at one point, right? And he was also uh, a private investigator. We are, after the break, another thing. <laughs> after the break, we are bringing on Christopher Columbus. Get out of here. He's dead. For, for an interview. He's Kid. alive and well here at the cigar shop. We're going to bring him on. Really? And, uh, we have some questions for Christopher Columbus's parents. Domenico Colombo and Susanna Fuentarosa. Huh? I got the information nice. on Christopher Columbus here. His children, Diego Colombo, or Columbus at that point. Now the, now the name has changed. So the uh, children, Diego and Ferdinand. He discovered the Americas. That's what they say. The people that are going to argue about that, that say, uh, no, uh, he wasn't, and other people found it before them. And, and we know that because when they arrived, the Taino Indians were here. Ah. So actually somebody was here uh, when that happened. But when he arrived, he arrived on a ship. Name of the ship? Santa Maria. That is nice. correct. The Santa Maria, followed by two other ships. The Pinta and the Maria. The Nina. I'm sorry. The Nina, the here Pinta. Here we go. There we go. <laughs> isn't this is the first grade stuff that sticks with you? Though. Right? Isn't it amazing? Don't ask me about trigonometry, but I remember Columbus. Yep. He arrives. Uh, he meets five Taino uh, chiefdoms, or better known as the Bahikes of the tribe. Right? Yeah. And uh, right in where he had landed is the modern day Haiti, Dominican Republic. Right? Right yep. in that that area where it happened. Do you think he was allowed to pray to the goddess Atabe? No, he wasn't, because only right. the Bahike, only the Bahike could do it. Or the tribe can do that. So anyway, uh, he sees the roll leaves of cigars, smokes the cigar, and uh, brings back that information with him and begins the whole cigar thing. So this is our king. This is in, in the cigar world. This he is, is our the guy. grandfather of cigars, whereas yeah. Ernesto would be the godfather of boutique cigars. Yeah, he would be the grandfather of, uh, or he would be the guy that uh, founded them, the the cult, not the the uh, explorer. Yes, um, Columbus Day first became a state holiday, a state holiday in Colorado of all places, 1906. The first the, time. the single most difficult place to get to with a ship, right? But it makes a, it a state holiday. Yep, 
and a federal holiday in the United States in 1937. But three states do not recognize Columbus Day. Really? Okay. Let's say Virginia is one of them. I'm throwing that out as a guess because I think he landed in Virginia. No. No? It's not one of them. Mm -mm. Florida? Nope. What would it be, Chuck? I don't know. Let's see. It kind of makes sense now. Come on. Texas. No. Washington, D.C. <laughs> no. Alaska. I'm going Alaska. with Alaska. Would no, be it's correct. not. Alaska would be one. <laughs> Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii. And Hawaii would be a second. Absolutely. The third one doesn't make any sense. But Puerto those, Rico. Those two are obvious. Puerto Rico is not a state. It's a province. What's the third one? South Dakota. Really? How weird. They don't even have their own name. They do not recognize Columbus Day. South Dakota. There was North I don't Dakota, which was them as just a state, actually. Dakota. You ever go to South Dakota? No. Ever? Never. Nobody you, goes there. Do you plan on ever going? No. Does anyone even live there? People live there, apparently, and they don't recognize Christopher Columbus. But, And I understand why Alaska and Hawaii would not, but why I South don't Dakota? understand why it makes sense to you that Alaska and Hawaii are not recognizing where, Columbus Day. Because they're not in the Americas. They're not, it's not in America. It's N- a, North America. It's attached. Alaska is attached to North America. Because we, North America extends past the United States. It actually goes south of the United States, too, because Mexico is part of North America. Just a little geography lesson. But you can't get hit Hawaii because it's not attached at all. Hawaii, you could make an argument for, but Alaska is actually part of North America. It was part of the discovery. He put the flag down and said, this now belongs to Italy or Spain or whatever the heck he Spain. was sailing for. Spain. Spain. So, yeah, Alaska should, they oh, should straighten you, up and fly right. Yeah? But they don't celebrate it. They're connected to Canada. Right. So they know Rudy. They know Rudy, but the thing <laughs> is that they, they don't look at it as Columbus Day because they don't have Columbus Day. They don't have uh, – they don't even have Christmas, right? No, we know from the bumper that they have Christmas. Oh, they do? <laughs> they do. And the internet. Today is uh, Thanksgiving, by the way, in Canada. We should say happy Thanksgiving to Canada. Really? Yes. And and thanks for us giving to them? Or what is the thanks? I'm not exactly sure what they're thankful for, but that's it. Okay. Well. So happy Thanksgiving, Rudy. Today, October 12th, is a lot of things. So right. let, that's, that's a good way to segue into this day in American classic history, brought to you by Alec Bradley's American Classic Cigars. Ladies and gentlemen. Let's get ready to rumble! You've heard of epic rap battles, and now it's time for the epic battle for this day in American classic history. He's looking at you, kid. Featuring Mr. Jonathan. It's in the hole. It's the champion, in the hole. by the way. It was a tie. Chuck. Game over, man. Game I beat over. Chuck last time. Making mountains move, Morrison. Go ahead. Make my day. Brought to you by Alec Bradley's American Classic Cigars. Alec Bradley American Classic Cigars are affordably priced and inspired by cigars popular in America in the early part of the 20th century. Mild to medium body blends of specially aged Nicaraguan long filler tobaccos. Celebrate today with an Alec Bradley American Classic Cigar. Chuck's going to tell us the truth because he's gentleman Chuck Morrison. Chuck, what, did you lose well, the last time out? Uh, and the time before that. I did. I did. <laughs> okay. Who won last week, by it the was way? A, it, it was, was a, a tie. tie. It was a tie. Which uh, Craig Vanderslice, by the way, Cigar Craig. Cigar Craig, yep. Cigarcraig.com blogged about it. 
and for the first time mentioned me by name in his blog. Still has not interviewed me, but I'm not holding that against you, Cigar Craig. But you interviewed him now at this point. But I did interview him, so he owes me. All right, you're going to go first. Today, October 12th. Birthdays today, October 12th. This is the closest without going over. Those that are checking in for the first time, Mr. Jonathan versus Chuck Morrison for the bell. (laughs) <laughs> Today, celebrating their birthday, Luciano Pavarotti, Italian oh, tenor. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he what died in 2007, but he was born this day. What year? He died in his 70s, so 2007 would put him in the 30s. So I'm going with 1938. 1938. 1920. 1920. Chuck Morrison, 1935. He didn't go over. Chuck uh, knows how to play this. Okay, Chuck Morrison. John J. Garofalo, my father. Wow. Son, my father and son of John, father of son John and Dave Garofalo, born this day, my dad's birthday today, Columbus Day. Wow! What year? All right, sure. All this right. was on Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's a great question. I got to do some math here. So let's say Dave is in his uh, in his fifties. That's uh, yep. All right. So that uh, I'm going to say he was born in 19, uh, 1930. 1930. I'm going with nineteen twenty. 1925, Mr. Ooh, Jonathan gets that. You're not the only one who can play that game, all Chuck. All right, all right. Happy birthday, Tied Dad. Tied it up with a stiff neck right there. Uh, okay, Mr. Jonathan, Kurt Cameron, TV actor, best known for his role as Mike Seaver in Growing Pains. Yes. Today is his birthday. Today is his birthday. Born what year? He was born in 1962. 1962, he says. <sighs> I'm going to say he was born in 63. 63 is a win because it's 1970. Chuck, well played, my man. Thank you, sir. Uh, Chuck, Chuck gets the well played, my man, and I just get, yeah, you got it. Okay. <laughs> See, there is a conspiracy. To uh, Chuck Morrison, died this day. Will Chamberlain, American basketball player, born oh, yeah. in 1936. Uh, he died today. He's the only player to score 100 points in a single NBA game. Uh, he's got lots and lots of records, and uh, he died this day. What year? He died uh, in, uh, I'm going to say, 1997. 1997, he says. 97, I'm going to have to go 98. 99 is the winner. Oh! Mr. Jonathan, yeah, how you doing? I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. <laughs> You're next. Uh, died this day, Bill Shoemaker, American jockey. For 29 years, he held a world record for uh, most jockey wins. Uh, he died this day. What year? Uh, he died in 2010. 2010, he says. Oh, I'm gonna say like uh, 1960. 1960, I'll give it to you. It was 2003. Woo! That shouldn't even count. That's called called the conservative play, my man. It's it's three to two, Chuck. Okay, Uh, this goes to Chuck. Happened this day. Christopher Columbus exhibition makes landfall in the Caribbean, uh, specifically in the Bahamas. Mm. The explorer believed he reached India this day. What year? 1492. Two points. Two points for Chuck. We just covered that. That's cheap. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. And, and Mr. Jonathan? Even Adam agrees that that was a weak question. No, Adam's agree? like, yeah, he's, it's a fair play. Last one, President Theodore Roosevelt, Mr. Jonathan, officially renames the executive mansion to the White House. The uh, White House gets named this day. This is what Dwight year? Eisenhower? 
it was Theodore Roosevelt. That's what I said. Theodore yeah. Roosevelt. <laughs> uh, this would have been 1936. 1936. Uh, 1850 conservative. 1850 conservative is 1901. Shock kicked it. This Woo! day in American classic history, October 12th, brought to you by American classic cigars. Alec Bradley's American classic cigars, inspired by cigars popular in the Americas in the early part of the 20th century, October 12th. Happy birthday, Dad. Happy birthday, Dad. Happy birthday. Okay, so uh, let's go to break. When we come back, uh, we're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. We're going to interview His Royal Majesty, Christopher Columbus. Cristoforno Colombo. We'll also sit down with Marcos Padron, the next generation and grandson of Jose Padron. We have cigar news. Uh, We'll tell you about the Red Sox as they're planning cigars right now and lots more. So uh, live from Two Guys Smoke Shop. In Seabrook, New Hampshire, you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. (laughs) Mr. Jonathan. A shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. And they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. Everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and Smoke Breaks. Interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. 
When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the hallmark molded steel box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Here we go. We're back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. You want to come visit us, take Route 95 to Exit 1. And uh, you come to the end of the exit, take a left and a right, and there we are, Two Guys Smoke Shop. And we're going to be on for uh, the next hour and a half or so. Uh, I think I'm going to be here all day. Y'all leaving, right? I'm going to stay for a little while and then... uh so I wait till about three. You ought to be gone by then. And, uh, and <laughs> now, stop, I'm stop now I'm staying till four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where are you going? I've got a uh, gig in Wayland, Massachusetts, teaching swing and then DJing the party after. There we go. One after the other after the other. He, boom, does, boom, stay, boom. he does stay busy anyway. Uh, we're waiting for a phone call from, from the past. It's going to hopefully come in. We're looking for a phone call. For starters, how can a dead guy even use a phone? Second... The phones weren't around when he was alive, so... So they're around now, and now he's going to come back, and it's going to be Christopher Columbus. I'm going to try this mess and see what the heck happens. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a few things that don't... Should we move on to a next subject and wait for uh, Christopher Columbus to call us? It could take, could take, could take him 400 well, years. Well, he's probably got a rotary phone or something if he has a phone. I think he's ready. I think he's, he's ready. He's ready. Okay, so on the air right now, coming back from 1492, he died like a 50-year-old man or something like that or anything, yeah. but... But uh, uh, he's out there, and it's Christopher Columbus. Christopher! Hello. Do we have Christopher Columbus Christopher here? Columbus? I, I think I hear you. Right. I, knew, I knew this wasn't going to work. I knew it wasn't going to work. Why would it work? Why I would expect, it work? I expect it not to work. Maybe our powers that be can actually <laughs> bring them in. Maybe. And instead of tr- why, why would a... F- a radio show be able to accept a phone call to come that in. That would be ridiculous. No, because we don't do it all every week, and they, even though they do it every day and whatever, but Take why would it work? Take people? Nah, there's no way it was going to work. I expected it wouldn't anyway. Uh, but what I do expect was going to win is a cigar store Indian is the chief reason why the Red Sox... I read that article. Very interesting. ...are, are being fortunate in winning what they're going to win. So uh, that is the... Uh, uh, the beards have been a lot of fun for them, but um, a force far more ancient, far more powerful than facial hair is at work for the Boston Red Sox right now. Is there anything more powerful than facial hair? A secret agent has been wa- watching over them silently, 
staring calmly, all-knowingly, holding a box of Cuesta Ray cigars. Now I see. Since August 20th <laughs> in San Francisco, dressed in a full headdress, a Cuesta Ray cigar store Indian stood in the Red Sox clubhouse. Home and away games. He is the chief. Jake Peavy responsible for bringing the Chief into the Red Sox lives, wants to bring him home in early November. Uh, he's going to ride on the duck boat when they win the World Series, he says. Wow. Uh, the Chief was uh, leading a quiet life in a front window of a tobacco store in San Francisco on August 20th when PV spotted him walking down uh, from the team hotel. He locked eyes with it. And then he was a goner. I looked at him as he looked at me, and I just kept walking, said Are we still talking about the Indian? Yeah. (laughs) Who comes from native Indian heritage. He's an Indian himself. He took a few more steps and looked back at the statue staring at him. Um, I'm one of the boys. Look at me. I'm one of your people, he said. He turned around and he he asked how much for this consuming peyote when he was having this conversation? I don't know. I don't know. Negotiations on the price and the store owner eventually succeeded. Actually, the statue was not for sale. But this guy makes a lot of money and he made it for sale. Everything's for sale. Uh, PV bought the Indian, took him into the clubhouse and had some healing, said it had some healing spirit. Made up the story. It has this healing spirit. Well, what happened is they started winning game after game. And here we are um, later in the year, postseason, and he's still working for them. Well, when I went down to Tampa, I uh, had a couple of cigars in the Cuesta Ray Cigar Lounge, which is actually in the baseball stadium itself. You actually smoke cigars in the Tampa. That's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. And there is a cigar store Indian that's there holding a box of Cuesta Ray cigars in the Cuesta Ray Cigar Lounge. And the Red Sox had their Indian actually in their dugout with them. So they've got double Indian powers going on right now. (laughs) And they win, obviously. So it moves on from there. And uh, I told the story to the Newman brothers. And even though the Red Sox ended up winning the game. They were still pumped. They're pumped up for it. (laughs) And I said, you want the Red Sox to win the World Series, don't you? Yes, we do. And I turned them around, as I said, when I got off the plane with them. Um, And they made uh, some special boxes of Cuesta Ray cigars for them. Nice. Sent them out to them, overnighted them while I was there, because I said, this is the right thing to do. Wow. With a special thing on it that they they went as they're winning in advance of winning, and they made one extra box, which I have. And I will save. Nice. Because when, when, they win the, wow. uh, when they win the series, we will light that one up. So uh, it is a Cuesta Ray Cigar Indian, and that's what's going on there. Dave, did you see who just walked in the store? Uh, Here he, he is. Coming, this is it. Finally. He's coming to me. So he, he tried on the phone. It didn't work because it's true. They didn't have phones in 1492. But they so could walk. He struggled. So, and he took the boat in. <laughs> Oh, is that why that's parked out that's there? That's why there's a big boat out there. It's All actually right. not a boat. It's a ship. Yes. And um, here he is, Christopher la, Columbus. La, 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 rigatoni, fettuccini, that's amore, a nice pizza. Oh, buongiorno, guys. Christopher Columbus. Christopher Columbus. <laughs> Jonathan, let me tell you something. I like you. You know why your name, it flows like a wine. Jonathan Barroso. And David, I like you. Your name, it flows like a wine, too. David, a Garefalo. But a Chuck. Chuck, not so much. You're a disgrace to me, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> what is a Chuck, actually? <laughs> Chuck, not so much. That's his new name. Chuck, not, not so, so much. much. Not so much. Nice. 
I went from Italia to Spania. You know why? Because the only thing I like more than a meatball is a spicy meatball. I can understand that, sure. <laughs> and you want to know something else, uh, Jonathan and uh, David and uh, Chuck, and not so much. Yeah. <laughs> All the Spanish women love my spicy meatballs. Well, you might be pushing it a little bit there. There we go. <laughs> I would like to give acknowledgments to the great Italiano pioneer explorianos of the great seas that came before me. Okay. Like uh, Amerigo Vespucci. Giovanni de Veranzano, Marco Polo, Matteo Ricci, Emeril Lagasse, Emeril Lagasse, Al Pacino, Al Pacino, Chef Boyardi, (laughs) Pinocchio, (laughs) Tony Soprano, are you kidding me? Tony Danza, (laughs) Jay Wow, The Situation, (laughs) Snooky. Papa Gino's, Papa John's, <laughs> Portucci's. You can't just say a bunch of Italian restaurants. They're not pioneers. Okay. Yeah. In the Olive Garden. Yeah. In Romano's Macaroni Grill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Those are, those are explorers. All right. Now, rumor has it that you, uh, you had a little beef with Napoleon Bonaparte. Is that, is that true? This is true. Really? So, what, what, what's with that? I didn't even know they were hundreds of years apart. I don't, I don't Jonathan, know. in Italiano, my name is Cristoforno Columbus. Yes. When I met the Napoleon, I call him a Bonaparte, because a small mozzarella stick. <laughs> <laughs> he introduced me to his wife, uh, Forno Catherine. Oh, yeah, Forno Catherine. Needless to say, needless to say, in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue, but in 1498, Columbus get his fornicate. Ah, ah you like. Yeah. You like. like. You like my pasta for you. Okay, this might be the most ridiculous bit we've ever done. <laughs> in 1492, as you all know, I discovered the new world. I landed in Cuba. And came across a strange and primitive people. A man come up to me, barely covered. I could almost see his a sausage parmigiana. <laughs> but don't get excited, Chuck, not so much. <laughs> he told me where I could find that tobacco. It was not easy finding my way to tobacco. In order to finance my trip, I had to earn the money. I became a plumber. I had really? a partner, too. His name was a Luigi. Oh, great. <laughs> of course it was. I get, the, I get emotional. When I talk about Luigi, he was killed by a mushroom. Killed by a mushroom? <laughs> From the video game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I started experimenting with the mushrooms because I thought it would make me so big. <laughs> this is a Nintendo reference. Oh, okay. In the uh-uh. end, I defeated the big dragoni and got a beautiful princess. And her name's Forno Kate? Her name is a Forno Kate. Very good. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> we but saw then, where you were going with that. Then she gave me a paperwork. Said I cannot be a thousand yards from her because I showed her my gazpacho. All right. <laughs> so we had restraining orders back then. There we go. La, 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 la. You're welcome for having Monday off. Yeah. 
Monday off? I don't know. For a Monday lot of people. Off. Yeah, no, some we people don't, do. But we're open. We're open. The rest of the USA isn't, but no, we're open. That's true. Well, Columbus, thank you for uh, joining us. Yeah, if Christopher. Fact, that is your real name. Christopher Columbus's real name. Christopher. <laughs> Christopherno. Okie Columbo. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Jonathan. And thank you, David. And thank you, Chaka, not so much. All right. Thank you, not so much. This is Christopher you. Columbus. So. Yeah, what other what other show has Christopher Columbus on a, as an interview during a cigar show? Where where did you hire that guy? <laughs> what the? Oh, that was pretty good though. Pretty good, pretty, pretty good. good, clever. Pretty 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 funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, <clears throat> not so much. Not so much. Not so much. <laughs> Just be careful that name doesn't stick. Chuck. Really, <laughs> it's gentleman Chuck Morrison. So my <laughs> I was laughing so hard my cigar actually went out. What do you think of the cigar? Do we have any tasting qualities? Anything you you have to say about this? This is the uh, uh, E.P. Carrillo Dark Ritual from um, October of 2011. Sitting on this for a couple of years. If you could, if you could infuse the, the flavor of a freshly minted nickel, just a little bit of it, on a dark... A coin? A nickel? Yeah, a nickel. <laughs> on a dark chocolate bar. So it's a little, little hint of metallic, very, very chocolatey. That's what I'm getting from this. Mr. Jonathan, I don't know about that. The week. I, don't, I don't know about that nickel thing. I got cinnamon. I got a little little cinnamon spice. Maybe a little chocolatey cinnamon spice. Is there such a thing as a chocolate cinnamon spice type of cookie or candy or anything like that? Chocolate cinnamon, chocolate cinnamon, toasted cinnamon crunch. If you if you keep saying it over and over again, it makes it true. Yes, it does. Yes, it so does. The, I taste nickel. I taste nickel. I taste nickel. No, no. you don't. <laughs> nickel. <laughs> Yeah, little is a little bit of metallic on the on the back end of my palate. I, I get the cinnamon too, though. I there think is this cinnamon. Was, I think this was the nicest thing he came out with. That's very good. And they only made a little bit, and they didn't last all that long because they only made two thousand boxes of ten, twenty thousand cigars. And I'll tell you, this thing is as strong as Christopher Columbus's spicy meatballs over there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's powerful. Here we go. Okay, I got some cigar news. Nice. News from the cigar world. Uh, good news uh, for the government shutdown, believe it or not. Uh, moves to regulate premium cigars under the FDA uh, has been delayed due to the government shutdown, so that's good. Slowed them down a little bit on that. Uh, half the federal agencies have been furloughed, uh, including the people working on tobacco issues. So that's kind of so good, that's right? that's non-essential, apparently. It is non-essential. It is not. Um, uh, no original ideas. Uh, in, in the no original idea department, Altadis announced this week it is releasing the first ever Romeo and Juliet Nicaraguan. Okay. Copy uh, Davidoff much? Yeah. Called R-Y-J by Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Julieta, right? Ugh. Romeo and Julieta. Uh, <clears throat> this comes off of the Romeo... And Monte Cristo, Monte Cristo, yep. and now R J R Y J. I don't get it. Uh, includes a proprietary Nicaraguan wrapper, double binder from SLE and Jalapa. It will uh, price in the range of eight to nine dollars, three sizes. Uh, I guess they think it worked for Davidoff. It'll work for us. The problem is um, they will have to try to make a actually good cigar. 
We'll right. see if they can pull that off. Um, you mentioned Cigar Craig, CigarCraig.com. He enjoyed his visit to the Cigar Authority last and week. wrote a, a really nice article. I put yeah. it on my Facebook wall, and people that don't even smoke cigars read it. I got a couple of private messages from people saying, really well-written article. Yeah. And they started surfing around his site and started learning things about cigars that they didn't know. Yep, and that goes for because he can write. He can you know, write. You know, that's unlike our blog sec- right. section on the CigarAuthority.com. Maybe we should hire Cigar Craig to do our blog. Hire somebody to write for us, seeing we don't know how to write. We certainly can talk, not well, but we can talk and say what we want to say to somebody who can put it in words that can be read. I don't, I don't know that the problem is about the saying or the writing. I think it's putting the time aside to do it. It takes hours to put together a blog. Where are we going to find the hours? Right. We need extra hours in a day, and we're going to get it in a couple of weeks because we are. the clocks are going to move for, for an hour. One extra hour. So we can certainly write a blog in that extra hour. I guess we could. Okay. Uh, a, a special hello going out to Charlie Pateras. I don't know if Charlie is on the um, – He is. He is. Nice. Uh, he stopped by for his birthday he last week. He got a shout-out in the article from uh, – Yes, he did. Cigar he, Craig? Yes, he did. And he checked off a bucket list. Uh, point on it being part of the show, actually. Nice. On, he said, I wow. checked off something off that uh, very weak bucket list. Yeah, man. Jeez. Very weak. <laughs> Discount bungee jumping was the one step ahead of us. and then Really? <laughs> uh, and a shout-out to uh, Johnny Brooks from Drew Estates. Um, he uh, was actually in the store, and I, I met him for the first time, actually. Uh, he is the person that does the social media for Drew Estates, and he was in our Nashua shop when we got off the show. He was. Um, so I finally met him along with uh, Derek Stewart yeah. uh, from Reddit.com uh, Cigars, and both of them were there after. So you never know who's in the, in the store, and if it wasn't for Cigar Craig, I wouldn't even known they were, they were yeah. there. So uh, I don't know who's here, but it's nice when somebody tells you, Hey, this guy's in the cigar biz, but you never know who's walking around. A lot, a lot of people spend their time in the cigar business behind the scenes, and they uh, they never get the accolades they deserve. Yeah, so they're certainly doing out there in the uh, um, social media. All these guys, they're getting lots of uh, things out there which help our industry. They certainly you know, getting do. the word out, getting people to, to do it. Uh, not my forte by any means, but uh, put that on the list of we need to hire somebody to do this for us because nice. there's not enough hours in a the day. There really, really is isn't. not. There is really not. Isn't. So uh, that's that. Uh, something else I want to bring up on when it comes to the uh, world of cigars, what's going on. Arkansas uh, tax cap has been put in effect. Uh, this month, the Arkansas premium cigar tax cap went into effect. Earlier this year, working with CAA and the IPCPR and state affiliates, the Arkansas Premium Cigar Council were able to pass legislation that capped the state excise tax on premium cigars to 50 cents per cigar. This is very, Smart very move. important. Wow. Smart move. The tax rate in Arkansas is 68%. Oh God, it's criminal. Of the manufacturer's price, 68%. So you've got to imagine those stores were suffering. Wow. They were, and no, while they were suffering, they actually weren't making any money at the same time. The state right. doesn't. So they, they, it's, a, it's a lose-lose situation that happens there. The tax cap will benefit retailers, consumers, and turn the state by encouraging in-state purchases of premium cigars. The fixed tax rate will allow premium cigar retailers to have better price competitiveness against big box dealers and generate in-store jobs and tax revenue. Of course, right? Right. If you would like to have a tax cap enacted in your state, the IPCPR, is, which is the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers, is ready to help. They are currently 
26 state associations across the country that has formed, and your state can do it too. Uh, if you want to contact the IPCPR directly for more information regarding an associate in your, in your state, please do so. The IPCPR is the voice of premium cigar and pipe retailers. We appreciate your membership and continue to update legislation across the state. Please contact Mac, Mac, Matt Degatti. Uh, he's the Director of State Legislation Affairs, and you can get him at matt at ipcpr.org. Nice matt short email ipcpr.org. Yeah, it's cool yep. if you end up having that. It is. Um, so I sit on the Board of Directors of the IPCPR. We have an organization in our state. Uh, we do not have a tax cap in the state of New Hampshire right now. That's because we do not have a tax. So, uh, But what we are fighting for is we have a definition of premium cigars within the only state in the country, New Hampshire, but we're working to, to um, mold that and shape it a little better because there is a confusing aspect to it, and that is the dollar amount. Yes. Oh. They have in the state a dollar amount that is uh, the wholesale dollar amount that says what a premium cigar is. I fight that there, a premium cigar is not based on price. At all. That has nothing to do with it. it a premium be. cigar is an all-tobacco product made by hand. Um, must be stored in a humidor. Right. So you can't have the dry-cured stuff. Right. And that becomes a premium cigar. And that's what a premium cigar is, right? That's what, yeah. logically, what you would imagine a premium cigar to be. Um, they said, yes, it is. And then they added a price to it. Um, that is not necessarily correct, and I want to fix that and yeah, say... it's very well, arbitrary just to put yes. a price on it. And what that does is take a, a state and a uh, low-priced budget cigars out of the state and onto online sales. And what the key is that we have to do is support the brick-and-mortar retailers across the country, in wherever every, you are. In every area, not yeah, just cigars. Right. Listen, yeah. we have a mail-order company ourselves at Two Guys Smoke Shop. You don't hear us mention everything. What we hear, what we mention is... Go to your brick-and-mortar store. Go to your brick-and-mortar store. Keep it alive because that will keep the industry alive. If we have a customer that moves away or something, we want to hang on to that customer. We'll ship them Well, and more important than that, they're used to a certain level of customer service, and they get that on the phone because Ed or myself answers the phone, and we know these people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, Don, how's it going? Yeah. Do you want your regular order? Hey, have you tried this new yeah. thing? They get the same exact experience on the phone that they would get in the shop, and that's why they call. So you, if, you, if you're out there, you listen to the show and stuff, and you say, yeah, I buy it online because I get it for a couple, couple of dollars cheaper. Let me tell you, you're going to be in big trouble come the day that these brick-and-mortar stores are gone, and how are you going to try new products how are brands going to be launched out there? Because, to be honest with you, every single cigar that's ever launched, that is ever brought to the um, to the public, is brought through brick-and-mortar retailers. That's, yes. that's how a cigar gets popular to begin with. And then they, they end up going for the short buck, and they end up selling to the deep-discount mail-order companies. And, and then the consumer, like you that's listening, ends up trying to save a couple of bucks. In the long run, you're hurting yourself. You're hurting the brick-and-mortar store. You're hurting the state that you're in. Uh, when, when, a, when a state like Arkansas does and implements this 50-cent cap, they're going to get 50 cents times millions of cigars that are going to get sold. They're going to make a lot of money. At 68%, I promise you, they're going to get a lot more at 50 cents than yes. they will at 68% yeah. because I understand at that point. Well, you're talking 68% difference. A $100 box is $168. Okay. And a customer may sometimes move from an $8 cigar to, a, say, a $12 cigar because the tax is exactly the same. Whereas if it's a percentage, that move would almost never happen because yeah, 68% of $10 is 
more than dollars eighty cents. Thank you. It's less yeah, than yeah. if it was twelve dollars. Yeah, the dollar amount. Yeah. Now it's going to end up being closer to eight dollars, as opposed to six dollars and eighty cents. Yeah. And uh, it, it just added on to that is sales tax. When they have sales tax to that, so right. they, they're going to sell more product. It's going to be a better thing. It's going to work better. That's what's going to happen. So that's that. So this is the cigar news. Okay, that sound means we're uh, ready to go to break in just a couple of minutes. Um, when we come back, we're going to sit down with Marcos Padron, the grandson of Jose Orlando Padron. He is the next generation of um, cigar manufacturers. Uh, he has been learning from his grandfather for years and years. Will he have his own stuff coming out? What is happening? We're seeing this in this whole industry. We're seeing all the younger people come in. There's a world ahead of us of, of, of new cigars. I'm excited about it. We'll sit down with him and talk about it. We're also going to talk about the best horror flicks of all time. Horror movies. Do you like it? It's October. This is when all the horror movies come out. We're going to talk like about. I don't like scary movies at no? all. No. Do, do you like scary movie itself? Yes, that's funny. You, <laughs> funny movie. Do you like? Is there funny horror movies? Yes, there are. So we'll talk about that. We're going to spend some time in the aging room with Old Fat Freddy. We got some social media, and we have uh, gentleman Chuck Morrison who will get debonair with us. What else do we got going on? Uh, we're going to tell you about next week. Uh, next week. Uh, uh, we're going to do something really special here and, and some of the cigar celebrities that are coming to town. Uh, we're, we're chalking them up and, and filling up our calendar there. Uh, and we have the mailbag. So we have somebody. The mailbag. Uh, the mailbag is usually a bad thing. So anyway, <laughs> we're going to uh, get that and lots more. So uh, stick around, everybody. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. When you're smoking your EP Carrillo Dark Ritual, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. This is David Garofalo of Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we're proud to say Two Guys is the largest family-owned cigar retailer in America. I've been there many times before, Dave, and it's true. It is stogie heaven. Two Guys has three locations, all conveniently located off Exit 1 and all right over the Taxachusetts border in New Hampshire. Take Route 93 to Salem, Route 95 to Seabrook, or Route 3 to Nashua, because for cigars, every highway leads to Two Guys Smoke Shop. Two Guys Rock. There's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border. Coincidentally, huh? It's no accident, and just one of the reasons Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in America. Two Guys Rock. Two Guys Rock. Another reason could be our cigar selection. Again, the biggest and best, I'm proud to say. Make the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free Salem, Nashua, or Seabrook, New Hampshire. Or find them on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. It's stogie heaven. You like Robusto, I'll take a Toro. You like Oscuro, I'll take Maduro. You like Perfecto, I'll take Torpedo. Sit back, relax, it's Two Guys time. Two Choices. It's Stogie Heaven.
Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines, consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor in taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. This this is the Cigar Authority. You're either in or you're out right now. The simple fact is, it's no laughing matter. The authority on everything cigar. It's like fishing with dynamite. In and out of the cigar industry. Are you smoking yet? This is probably the best thing that's ever happened to us. With your hosts, David Garofalo. I promise I'll do better at this job than I did on the SATs. Mr. Jonathan. I'm ready. I'm walking tall. I've been earning and burning, snapping necks, cashing checks. And Chuck Morrison. Now he's used to big group so make them feel like there's a crowd here it's time to light them up it's time for the cigar authority well if you learned anything today it won't be the truth i got a fever and the only prescription is more cowbell 
And we're back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, the Cigar Authority, hour number two. Technical difficulties happen all over the place. This is what happens with a live broadcast. What are you going to do? It's, we're going to eat a donut. That's what I'm going to do. I, I went with the um, chocolate cream. What is it? Boston, Boston cream? cream. Yes. In honor of Christopher Columbus, who discovered Boston? I don't know if that's the case, but uh, you are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location this week in the Seabrook Two Guys Smoke Shop. And we are the only radio show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You can catch us on any one of the seven radio stations currently picking us up on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network, or you can tune in right at thecigarauthority.com, where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. You simply find us on iTunes, where you can set it and forget it. And, of course, our good friends at The Cigar Station, that's thecigarstation.com, replaying our show twice on Sundays from 11 to 1. And 11 to 1. Did I give you enough time to eat your... Holy smokes. Wow. You almost about, got the whole donut down. You got about three quarters done, but I want to show you. I don't really like to tell this to everybody and give this information out, but our friends on the radio stations that listen to this, you learn a little something on the Cigar Authority. Now, you want to turn turn a donut experience into something unbelievable? Yes. This is the donut to do it to. This is the Boston Cream Donut. And what you do with this donut is you cut this donut in half, sideways, long way, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, you, like you're cutting a roll, right? Yep. You open that donut up, and then you insert a chocolate frosted in, 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 the, oh, in the middle, yes. and you put that on top of it. What you have at that point is a donut that looks like a um, cheeseburger. Yeah. And you're, you're double eating a donut at that point. It looks fantastic, tastes better than it looks, and it turns a donut experience into a phenomenal donut experience. I didn't have time to do that in that few short seconds, but that's a little tip from from, uh, me to you, from Two Guys Smoke Shop uh, in Seabrook. That's what we do. That's how we roll here. That's how we roll. That's how we roll. So, geez, I hate to put the cigar down because I got about halfway done with it. That's all I could do in one hour. This is going to be a two-hour smoke, by the way. This is the E.P. Carrillo Dark Ritual from 2011. If you can find this at your local brick-and-mortar store, look around, ask for it. Again, it only came out. There was only 2,000 boxes of 10 that came out in 2011, two years ago. It's going to be a tough one to find. It's a $15 cigar, but it's worth every penny of it. Frankly, the best thing I think that... uh, they ever came out with. That was the limited edition 2011. So you think uh, it's even better than their short-run Connecticut's, the new wave Connecticut? Well, I like the Connecticut as a regular cigar because uh, it's, um, it's a, uh, obviously a Connecticut cigar. It's, it's a milder uh, version, but it has a lot of flavor for a Connecticut cigar. Um, I remember uh, discussing that with uh, EP3 and uh, telling them that they needed to come out with a Connecticut cigar and that they could pull it off with a Connecticut because they're known for full-of-flavored cigars, sure. but they can pull it off with a Connecticut. They did. Yeah. So uh, who's texting me at this time? They know I'm on the show. Um, okay, it's time to um, find the next cigar we're going to smoke, and here it is. Here it is. Again, we're going to... I'm going to put these away, these... Why don't uh, we do that? Here, I'll yeah. take them off your hands <laughs> so they can stop falling. It kept, kept falling, and uh, but this is a, a big box of cigars over here. This cigar, uh, we're really going back in time with this one. This cigar came out in April 30th, 2008. I know this because the date is actually printed 
on the bottom of it. Nice. Um, that's when they um, made the box of cigars and shipped them out to me, April 30th, 2008. This is the Don Pepin Garcia Cuban Classic Black Label Lancero. Now, that's a mouthful. That is. Again, Don Pepin Garcia's Cuban Classic Black Label Lancero. This is another limited edition. There's 50 cigars to a box, but there was only 100 of these boxes no made. Kidding. 100 boxes ever made. Aged in my humidor since I received it um, for five years. Uh, we have them for sale, actually, uh, because I bought all 100 of them. Oh, nice. When they make 100 of something, that's something I can pull the trigger on and actually sure. buy them all. Uh, when, when something has made 2,000 boxes of it, maybe not. Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, Not as long as I'm the buyer. Right. Maybe I should have done it with the E.P. Carrillo uh, Doc Ritual, but I didn't. Um, But on this one, we actually did buy them all. This is um, a $10 Lancero, uh, size 7 by 42. And you know, first off, I'm not into fuller-bodied cigars. Thank you. And Pepin Garcia makes pretty much fuller-bodied cigars. Here you go, gentleman Chuck. Thank you, sir. but this one is a little thicker than a normal Lancero. This is what I liked about it to begin with. Seven inches long by 42 ring gauge. The wrapper on it is a Habano Rosado. It is a Nicaraguan Puro, Nicaraguan wrapper. The binder is Nicaraguan. The filler is Nicaraguan. That means a Nicaraguan Puro, pure Nicaraguan. Uh, much like what a Cuban cigar is, it's all Cuban in it. <clears throat> I tend to actually like blended cigars that have different different tobaccos, but this was uh, a hot, hot brand, obviously, uh, in 2008. Don Pepin, Pepin uh, brand was introduced uh, as national distribution in the U.S. in late 2006 with its blue band. Uh, the next year, the black edition came out in 2007, and um, the Lancero was the limited edition that came out uh, with that. Uh, in 2008, April 2008, where they made 100 boxes of this particular cigar. Uh, the brand is similar to be found in the Don Pepin blue label, but um, the uh, background, instead of being blue in the inside of the circle, is black. Um, it has gold borders around it and um, a second band on it that says Cuban Classic. Uh, Don Pepin Garcia is a uh, cigar roller from Cuba who uh, immigrated into Nicaragua in 2001 when I first met him. Um, Then again, I met him in January of 2003 when he went from Nicaragua to Miami on 8th Street and had his little uh, cigar factory that was there uh, 10 years ago. Um, Didn't you used to walk in and just pay cash and buy cigars? Is that how... That was, even, that was even Ernesto Carrillo. This was right next to his spot uh, where Ernesto Carrillo was. Um, five years ago, um, uh, he made this cigar. April 30th, 2008, Don Pepin Garcia, uh, Cuban Classic, Black Label Lancero. Uh, a lot of names. You see a little pigtail that's on the yeah. top of this. Um, and a nice, uh, a nice Lancero. Lancero isn't my cup of tea. Usually tight draws. Usually, uh, this little, is not like a, little a typical Lancero because no. of the thickness. It's like a double, almost a yeah. double Corona. Okay, time to light, uh, time to cut a cigar. And the official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that, while all other cigar brands were raising their prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars—they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. So uh, that is the Don Pepin. The spiciness on the pre-light. Draw. Pre-light. Pre-light is when you cut a cigar, and then you taste it before you actually light it. it has a different, 
barbecuey. Really? It would be if you could barbecue spice barnyard hay. That would be what's going on here. Bar- barbecue spiced barnyard hay. Really? And we're going to use our Lotus lighter again. Yeah, this is the Vertigo. The, the puffer. The puffer. It's a uh, lighter that is made for pipe smokers, but it's a soft flame that shoots the flame out the side, which means you don't have to tip the lighter when you do it. Not that that's a lot of effort, but uh, it doesn't heat up the lighter when you actually right. uh, do it, which is which is a key thing. We're lighting indoors, so a soft flame is fine. I actually prefer a soft flame if possible. Um, I can do it all the time when I smoke cigars indoors. Out, outside, I say you get yourself a good uh, pinpoint jet lighter. <clears throat> yeah, maybe a triple jet uh, cyclone or something. Or a cobra. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Now, and I, I, I did taste, taste a pre, pre-taste. pre uh, I don't know if I got what you got, barbecue, barnyard, hay or something. But I'll <laughs> tell you what happens when you light the cigar up mm. is, boom, there's the citrusy black pepper type of, yeah. boom, right at, right at once. Right boom. Even though the age on the cigar and everything, but there it is, boom. You know, yeah, you it's recognize you recognize yeah. who made it right away. Don Pepin, yeah, yeah, which has something to do with the way he does his aging process of the tobacco itself, not the cigar, but as he's fermenting the tobacco, the process that goes through it is an old uh, process where they add citrus to the pallone, the piles of tobacco. They wet them with water and citrus as opposed to just water, water and wine, you know, whatever is, is uh, used. From what I understand, and I've actually never saw it firsthand from him, but from what I understand that they mix uh, some fruit juice along with the water. And as they start these piles and, and the uh, fermenting stage happens where it heats up, that brings it along faster. Now, so, Yep. It's it's fairly common practice for different companies to mix something in with their water, but no one acknowledges it. Right. Like you're not going to hear Don Pepin say, "Yeah, I put orange juice in it or lemon rind or whatever it is, whatever's going on." But it's something that in the industry it's commonly known that that happens. Why is that? Mm. Why don't they want to just fess up to it? Secret. Are they afraid someone else Trade is going to do it? Probably. They all know that he's doing it, so it's <laughs> the secret's out. Just say it. Is it respect? Is I don't it? know if they know it. I, I know that's what they do in Cuba because I know somebody that told me this is what happens. So he took his years of experience of being down in Cuba. He was the cigar roller, but he would get the tobacco from uh, the people that were going through that process. That's what they did. Typically, you start your company, you do what you've learned yourself sure. from where you worked. So he's, what makes you qualified as a, from, to go from a roller to be what would be called the master blender of the mm. company? At what point do you make the jump, and is there some sort of training for the roller <coughs> to be a blender? Or is that something that you just experiment no, with? No, it, it turns into he uh, – unless he has his own blenders that works for him – I don't know. Uh, they they certainly do it on the press releases and stuff like he's the blender. I don't know right. if, if that's the case uh, because everybody can't be everything to their company, right? He's not rolling it. You certainly time. try. I try. You can't do it. <laughs> and, and, and that's talking about a retail store. Imagine right. a factory that makes sure. millions yeah. of cigars. You actually can't do it all. So are they sitting there blending their own thing or do they have uh, what, what I would do is get the best blenders in the world to work for me? Right. If at all possible, um, 
instead of trying to do it all. I, I don't know the answer to it, um, nor does Papin Garcia speak English and would be able to tell me that, um, nor would he probably tell me the answer. Right. You know, because maybe somebody would take their blender away or something. But you've got somebody like Davidoff. Now, Davidoff, uh, they make lots of cigars, but they use Hanky Kellner. And Hanky Kellner uses a few different people that help him out to yeah. do that. So as I get to know these people. I'm sure that Hanky has the final say, though. They, the, the other guys will put the ideas together and make it happen. And then he samples the cigar to make sure that the quality control is there. Maybe that's what's going on with Pepin. Okay, so it's all speculation. So let's take somebody like uh, Jose Orlando Padron. Um, he's a guy that kind of micromanages his company too. Kind of does it all. Yeah, you know, and um, they haven't made lots and lots of blends. They have the regular Padron, they have Padron Anniversary, and they have uh, Padron 1964. And then some slight dif- differentiates of the 40th anniversary sure. and, the, and, and the and the 80th birthday cigar and things like that. But for the most part, I believe he was the person throughout the whole thing yeah. to decide that. But as he's getting older, and I believe he is 86, I believe, uh, 1926. Two, 82, 83? 83. 83. So as he's getting older, he's teaching Orlando and, uh, and uh, George yeah. um, what he does. And when we were uh, recently sat down with Marcos Padron, he's the grandson and uh, he's learning it all, too. So they're getting their generations ready to keep their businesses going. So yeah. without further ado, um, here's an interview we had with Marcos Padron and what he has to say. We're here with Marcos Padron from Padron Cigars. Hello, hello. Marcos. How are you? Welcome aboard the Cigar Authority. Thank you. Thank what you is happening you. with Padron Cigars on fire and 50th anniversary right around the corner. It's right, 50 years. It's uh, it's right around the corner. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we got big plans, but, you know, as far as uh, new cigars, we're, we're not giving any hints yet. There we go. You know? That's so you're a, not going to confirm or deny the Padron Connecticut, are you? Uh, we're not yet. Not yeah. yet. Okay. <laughs> so what do you do for Padron cigars? Uh, I try to do as least as possible. As li- you know, but uh, no, uh, you know, it's I'm involved. I've been involved since uh, about 14 years old. Wow. You know, and uh, I'm 30, 33 now, so. You are the cousin? No, I am the grandson of uh, Jose Orlando Padron. Okay, uh, grandson. Nephew to George. Okay. You know, and uh, I, he asked me to come down. I usually don't do too many events. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I got to put my time, so. Sure. You know, from Nicaragua to, to, to Miami and, you know, wherever it is I need to be, I'll be. What is your what is your actual role in the factory? You know, like uh, like George says, we, we don't have any roles, you know, any set roles or any, any you know, none of that. But whatever it is, if it's need to be to sweep the floor, drive the forklift, unload a container, uh, go to events, sell, you know, go to Nicaragua, oversee with production. Everybody you know, does everything. Yeah. Whatever's needed. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's none of that. That's not my job, man. That no. doesn't happen in the no, Padron family. No, no, it family. doesn't happen. It does not happen. Uh, you know, managing the, the warehouse is also a big deal. You know, it's a lot of stuff going on there as far as, uh, you know, distribution-wise. We distribute all around the world from Miami. So, right. you know, there's a lot there's a lot to it there also. Absolutely <laughs> is. Uh, most consistent cigar brand in the land. There's no doubt about it. They, cigar they say aficionado it, yeah. says it for years. I mean, there's no doubt anybody who carries Padron cigars feels very comfortable in carrying that product Absolutely. because the customer is always happy. Yeah, they are. Uh, you know, we've gotten a lot of... Uh, a lot of compliments in this, uh, you know, these past couple of years that it's, it's, you know, people go into a store no matter where they are and they, they don't know what to get. And, 
you know, when they when they go for Padron, usually, you know, uh, it's it's something that they're used to, and it's not a surprise, and, and they're going to enjoy it. Another Marco said three Padrones a day, right, Marco Rubio? That's right, three Padrones a day. His grandfather, that's right. He was, uh, it was it was a surprise, so we had no idea who was going to say it, and we started getting calls on that, and it, it was oh, amazing. that was unbelievable. So yeah. 1964, Padron cigars come out 50 years later. Um, uh, Jose Orlando Padron still running the show. Yep, very and, much uh, so. Very much so, He's right? in Nicaragua right now. Uh, actually, I just uh, I picked him up yesterday from the airport. Oh, okay. That's another role, you know, chauffeur. There you go. You know, I picked him up from the uh, from the airport. It was him and, and George had come in from uh, from uh, Connecticut, and uh, uh, another friend of ours came in. So picked him up. He was he was well. You know, he spent the week over there, and he, he continues to go to Nicaragua, you know, at, at 87 uh, 87 years old. He he still enjoys it, and he still works every single day. Every single day, he's there. He's telling us what to do. We, uh, you know, we we every we can't question him. You know, we just do what he says. Well, because what he's been saying all these years for 50 years have been right. Has been working exactly. Right. So until exactly. the day the old man's losing it, and yeah. it doesn't seem like that day is uh, is coming very soon at all. Right. He's on top of his game. Yeah, yeah he, he still is very much so. He'll he'll tell you. Uh, as a matter of fact, the other day he told me to go look for a. Uh, a cigar mold, an old cigar mold that he had for years, and and uh, he knew exactly where it was, and we had no idea, you know, what he was talking about until we actually went upstairs to the old factory that's been closed for for ten years. We went up there to where he told us it was, and it was right there. There it was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, and but you're not going to uh, lead to maybe that cigar mold has something to do with the shape of what the things are to come. You know, like he the, had ideas possibly, you know, yeah. maybe the per- selling paraphernalia, you know, yeah. Padron uh, history, but he couldn't do it. We, yeah. we can, you know, it's our history. You know, is he the it. is he the master blender or is there multiple master blenders for Padron cigars? Uh, it's a combination of, you know, the, the, the guys that we've had for years. But um, the last step is going through him and he says yes or no. So he is the master blender. Okay. You know? Yeah, so 14 uh, years old, you start working... Yeah, started working, you know, but not really working. On Saturdays, I used to go down there and, you know, to the office, and I uh, used to be full of, you know, they used to, to, to my... This is the old office across the street. Yeah, it's the old, uh, yeah. right across the street, and, yeah. and he used to have, my grandfather used to have all his friends come over every Saturday and try to figure out how they were going to conquer, you know, Fidel Castro, and, ah. you know, just the old Cuban talk that yeah. you know, it still goes on today. But uh, it used to be like 20 or 30 guys, now we're down to about five, six guys. You know, so it still continues. We don't do much on Saturdays there, but uh, but they, they still come over. And so I remember those were some of the memories that I had there. And, uh, you know, when I started school and I got my first car, I used to work on Saturdays only to, to pay for my fuel, for my, my truck, and, you know, stuff like that. And, and you know, it's, I've enjoyed it. I've well, enjoyed it, you know. you, your whole adult life, I mean, that, that, that's been in it. I mean, you're, you yeah. have it in your blood now at this mm-hmm. point. And uh, yeah, you just so. continue to do it. You have no plans of... Changing careers or anything? No, this is no, no. Family it's, business. it's pretty much a family business. I just uh, just have my my first uh, born. Uh, I got a baby born now, four months oh, old. Oh, so congratulations! Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, so he hopefully will take you know follow the steps. Wouldn't that be know? nice? Yeah. Leave, leave a little nice? uh, uh, trail breadcrumbs. See what happens. You know, see if he follows. Jeez, that'll be uh, third generation, fourth generation. No, it'll be. Uh, let me see. Grandfather, I'll be uh, fourth generation. Fourth be, generation. Be fourth. Wow. What, what's his name? His name is Rico. Rico Javier. Oh. Yeah. So uh, we're we're join him, and he's fun. He, he lets us sleep, you know. So. Oh, already. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Nice. So, he's nice. a good boy. Nice. Yeah. That's a good so future. Future Padron. Uh, 
we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, I'm not going to push them to smoke or anything like that. So no, well, we'll you got a long, long way to go for that. Yeah. that. That's even if they allow smoking in those days. With, yeah, <laughs> that's right. You never know what's going to be allowed. Yeah, we don't know. We don't so know. Well, hey, we look forward to the 50th anniversary, uh, and that's a big thing to be said. It's I a mean, very big thing. Just yeah. stay in a family that long. I mean, there's old brands that are out there, but it's gone through many, many different people over the years and big conglomerates. Is a 50 year old family company that still very, exists. Very out small there. company, but consistent company. Exactly. Consistent. So, yeah. You know, we, we, we had George up at, at our store recently, and um, we heard that word over and over and over. And not out of his mouth. It was right. consumers coming up thanking him for the consistency because n- nowadays the customer doesn't mind spending the money as long as they know exactly what they're going to get. Exactly. They're not looking to go experiment with some new $20 cigar, but they'll spend $30 on, on a Padron a Padron, because yeah. they know this is the same Padron that they bought last year when they celebrated their birthday or their wedding anniversary, whatever the occasion is, it's a guarantee. And it doesn't even matter what the price point is. All the way down to your stock, Correct. 1000 series, yeah. you guys take pride in making sure that those draw well and taste right exactly the same batch it's, after batch. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work, uh, you know, and that's why we maintain the uh, quantity of cigars that we make. Just to, to, to maintain that quality, you which know, is how many millions? Uh, it's about uh, eighty million. No, <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, no, no. I think we're just shy of six million. I think. Something yeah, like and, that. and a fifty-year-old company actually keeping the production down that low is because of quality. I mean, you could make eighty. You could make eighty million cigars, but they, they wouldn't taste like the drones. <laughs> no, no, no. They, I'm, I'm sure they would not. You know, we we haven't experimented doing anything of that. But if, you know, it's another thing. You know, George and my grandfather say, you know, you can't. Can't rush the hands of time. No, you know? and you can't. Listen, McDonald's makes an awful lot of hamburgers. They're all awful. And uh, they, they couldn't make great. Allegedly. Uh, they they <laughs> right. couldn't make billions of um, great hamburgers. I mean, they, yeah. and that's how it is. So uh, They taste great at 1 in the morning, you know. Yeah, <laughs> right? Hey, boot, take a look at me, man. I've been, I've been through that drive-thru. You know I have. At 1 in the afternoon, even. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Marcus Padron here. I want to I wanna thank you personally, uh, you and your family, for a great, great product. And that, that keeps the uh, retailers smiling, that's for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Thank you very All much. All right, so Marcos Padron from Padron Cigars. Thank you, guys. And you know the interesting thing there that uh, I didn't jump on till I hear the interview again, that uh, he picked up at the airport his grandfather and George Padron uh, after they came back from a trip to Connecticut. Hmm. So. Oh. Oh, maybe a little Freudian slip there. Something up there. I, oh. I missed it until I just heard it there. Now, in Connecticut, they grow tobacco in there. I'm yes, sure they, they do. I'm, I'm sure he was not up there to go see a retailer. There's no, no way. He was up there to look at tobacco. They have Connecticut Broadleaf up there. They and they have Which Conne- would fall right into what their thing is with the, the darker cigars. The thing is, though, they supposedly use all Nicaraguan tobacco in their cigars. They do have a 50th anniversary, and they're up in Connecticut. And I have pushed and pushed for the Padron Golden Connecticut for the 50th golden thing. Uh, and they're up there looking at tobacco. Now, this is just me reading into what I'm hearing here. Yeah. And also the old mold that they're looking at also. That he's looking at an old mold. There's an awful lot of clues in that interview that there I don't believe that Marcos Padron intended on giving us. So as I look at it, and this is how I do it, I look at, I listen to um, what somebody says, and maybe they said something that he didn't mean to say. Or, yeah. But but uh, right now I say there is a Connecticut version of Padron coming out in a different shape that doesn't exist, that came out from the original day, and this is all taken from that interview you just heard right there. If it ends up coming up, and we're going to know one year from now. We certainly will. Uh, exactly what it is, and uh, then we'll have it. So uh, we'll find that later on. Um, 
as we see the evolving of the Padron 50th anniversary. So we got a scoop. We got. Well, I don't know if we got a scoop. We have a uh, a thought process anyway. So uh, if you're ready, uh, gentleman Chuck Morrison, let's take a uh, little dip into the aging room right now with our old friend, Old Fat Freddy, back from the aging room. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, hazing is against the law. In my days, you were not allowed in unless you first got an atomic wedgie, ate a worm, and wore a dirty Sanchez mustache without throwing up for five full minutes. And that was just attention. to be allowed to wash up for dinner. Nowadays, there is a separation between Probably dog best. groomers and hairdressers. In my day, the same person did both and would sometimes doggy-style mummified Freddy and perm the German Shepherd. Nowadays, people whine when the fish is only a couple days past its sell-by date. In my day, Uncle Cleveland would only buy fish that was a week past its prime and would steam it. It was his signature dish. We were Cleveland steamer-eating, dirty Sanchez mustache-wearing men with doggy-styled mothers. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better. Just like aging rum cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try Aging Room Cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged. Some are not. It's like I say to Mrs. Fat Freddy. When it comes to doggy style, I'm behind you 100%, honey. <laughs> we're going over the line now. We're starting to cross. We're starting to cross oh, oh, just now we're doing that. Yes. 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 I don't know about that. M- Mrs. Old Fat Freddy. Yeah, you know, he's behind her 100%. I mean, he's being his very supportive husband. Yeah. Old Fat Freddy. So uh, I'm going to take a little peek into the mailbag right now. Uh, I got a letter from uh, this guy, Chris. Uh, I don't see where he's from. Maybe it comes in Maryland. Chris in Maryland oh. uh, wrote to us. And, um, you know, usually, uh, you know, you get once in a while, you get something. Hey, great job or something. But usually there's a little underlying type of yeah. thing. Dirtbag. Except, you know, right. whatever it is. So um, this is uh, how you can contact us is go on the cigarauthority.com. You hit the contact us thing. And you write to us whatever it is. And good or bad, we'll leave out the swears or something. Uh, every once in a while, we'll read some of these things to you. Believe it or not, we get we get a lot of these things. But um, the you guys are great type of things I, I leave out because it's not interesting to anyone, right? Right. Uh, hey guys, love the show. Just thought I'd write you with a couple of quick comments. But, but <laughs> I really enjoy if you talked more in depth about cigars that you're smoking during the show. I think a little more description and commentary about the brand maker would go a long way. Um, I also get a little turned off by your occasional political statements. Ooh. All right. Obviously, it's your show, and you can do whatever you want. You bet you. Of course you can. (laughs) Uh, But I do get irked sometimes when your political views are stated during an episode. That never happens. Whether I agree with your opinion or not. All right. So I'm going with he probably doesn't agree with you. All right. And it is much. We are the authority on everything. Anyway, I, I can't control myself. I'll tell you that. And I try not to. I don't want to turn it into a political show. But because we're in the tobacco industry, we are forced to have to say some certain things. Because, listen, the mainstream media is not going to stand up well, for and us, the unfortunate, whether they believe it or not. That's, that, that's exactly what I was going to say. You, you have to say it, and you have to help to lead. Because if you're not leading and you're just part of the masses, you, you're just allowing the bad stuff to happen. So, unfortunately, Chris, 
We're going to continue to say some things that may argue with the political side, especially when it comes to tobacco. But uh, as far as the other we'll stuff... Keep, we'll keep it down to a minimum. I smoke cigars to relax, and after I unwind after a long day, politics only serves to frustrate me. Sure, Adam didn't write that. No. <laughs> keep up the good work. And it frustrates me too, but unfortunately it's part of our industry that happens. And if something isn't said, if we just sit back and relax, the next thing you know you're getting a 68% tax in your state. Then it affects you. Then you care about it. Well, I've got to care about it now. Yeah. And I'm not going to yeah. turn it into a whole political thing, but there's a little segment here or there. It's not going to turn into a political show. And if, if they get off my back, I won't talk about it ever again, I promise. So talk to your legislator and tell them to get off my back, keep their hands out of my humidor, and I will never talk about it again. So you can do that for me, Chris, and that's what I'll do for you is stop talking about it if you can make it go away. Huh? I love it. So anyway, but thanks, Chris, for uh, listening in and uh, I'm wondering stay if, with if maybe he's thinking about like when we're busting chops on Obama for shutting the government down or whatever, and he doesn't like. I didn't say Obama t- did it. No, I do. I say it. But listen, I'm an equal opportunity. I hate them all. Yeah. I hate them all. They're, uh, they're messing up everything. They're all and, crooks. Yeah, <clears throat> they're all crooks. And the more I, I, I uh, have to pay attention to it, um, and I'm in Washington, D.C., and I'm in, at the state level, and I'm everywhere, and I'm sitting on the boards of all these things, and I'm donating lots of money and all my time and all my energy that goes into it, and it could be into the cigar, into, into selling cigars, which is my real business. But that's what, what I find interesting is contributions have to be made by a person. Sometimes it has to be a person. It can't That's, be my company. So, right. so, uh, so when you make a donation, you actually have to pull that out of your pocket. Yes. After it's been after, taxed. After tax money. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So it's like giving twice as much, right? Right. That hurts. Yeah. It all hurts. It all hurts. So, uh, Uncle! That's, uh, yeah. And, and, and when it hurts, sometimes I have to say it. Yeah. I have to tell you my pain. Share my pain. Was that, uh, who said that? I think it was I feel uh, your pain. Christopher Columbus. Yeah, it was that. Christopher Columbus. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> I feel your pain, Christopher Columbus. Okay, it's time to take a look at social media brought to you by the cigar that was built on social media, Recluse Cigars. And these are the best tweets I saw all week. And here we go. You ready? I'm ready. For me, I'm going to check my bank balance. Has the same success rate as people at horror movies that say, I'm going to see what that noise was. Okay. Hello, ladies. That's me forgetting the name of some ladies. The girl flirting with me at Chipotle has no clue what my car smells like. I, I don't get that no. at all. Shout out to all the kids who could never find their names on souvenir keychains and license plates. That hurts. Yeah. Yeah. And the best tweet I saw all week. Fun fact. It is annoying that some people think facts are fun. <laughs> That is uh, social media brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigar that was built on social media. Recluse Cigars. Nice. Chuck gave us a little extra drum roll there to make go. up for the fact we had no drum roll last week. That's right. We had no drum, drum roll last week. It was week. brutal, Chuck. And, and it sounded worse, right? That drum roll makes this, this lame segment less lame. <laughs> you need the drum roll. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. No, it's, that still, might, it's still, still lame. Pretty lame. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty lame. So this is the Don Papin Garcia Cuban 
classic, the black label Lancero. Um, they only made 100 boxes ever. We're still sitting on a bunch of them because we bought them all. I'll tell you, a Don Pepin cigar ages well. It does. You yeah. see that in full-bodied cigars. More than a mild cigar. It calms it down a bit. You know, some of this fuller-bodied stuff is, is too powerful. It seems too young. Uh, the tobacco is too young to begin with or whatever. It needs more aging. Well, buying it, holding on to it for five years, now produces a cigar that has a little creamy component to it. It does. It's still got that pepperiness oh, that, yeah. you, that you find in Pepin Garcia's, but it's a bit calmed down, lots of flavor. I'm enjoying the cigar. I'm going with, this is uh, black pepper and... French vanilla bean ice cream from Ben and uh, not Ben and Jerry's Briars. Briars. Briars, French vanilla bean ice cream with black pepper on it. Even though our friend at Ben and Jerry's, you're, you're well, dissing I, them. Honestly, growing up as a kid, my parents would splurge on the Briars. That was our favorite. But never splurge on the Ben and Jerry's, which is well. The problem with Ben and Jerry's is it comes in those little pints, and we had five of us, so. You gonna buy five pints or just get one half gallon ice cream? Yeah. Did you? Did or you, go to go to BJ's did, and you get the you full get, pound of it. <laughs> we used to get the, the the big block, but vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry all together. Uh, the yeah. Neapolitan. Neapolitan. I like Neapolitan space ice cream. Do you ever get the one with the the vanilla and the um, pistachio and the um, it's the Italian one? No. What's that called? You know what I am? French. Yeah. We don't do Italian. It was good, though. It was good. Was it? I never met an ice cream I actually didn't like. <laughs> you never know that looking at me, but it's true. It's true. I never met one I didn't like. All right, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we get the best horror flicks of all time. Gentleman Chuck Morrison tells us how to be more debonair, news from the asylum, and lots more. You are listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Guess what this is? You think you got it? Okay. Do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. Oh, yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up, but oh, yeah, they're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Ortsak Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrik Keltner's A-Team to bring you Ortsak Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, 
should draw in price. Maybe this time you should try an Ortsack Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsack, everything Castro was now backwards. Ortsack is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsack is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like. Only better. It is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsack Bulletproof 1962. Reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsack, but you will love them. Hi, this is Jonathan. Jonathan, this is Losers Anonymous. Please, don't give out your full name. It's anonymous. What seems to be the problem? I just can't stop buying trashy cigars on the internet. I keep getting these offers for this crap, and I just can't stop buying it. My humidor is filled with this junk, and I can't even smoke it. That's insane. Why do you keep doing the same thing over and over and expect something different? It's the pictures. They look so good, but the cigars are always terrible. I guess they are seconds for a reason, huh? I guess so, Jonathan, but just stop the insanity. I can't. I just can't pass up a deal. It's no deal if the cigars are bad, is it? You're right, but... But nothing. You may not be a loser, Jonathan. You might just be stupid, but I have an option for you. It's cartel. Hey, I might be a loser. I may even be stupid, but I'm a law-abiding, cigar-smoking citizen. I'm not getting into anything that's illegal. No, Cartel isn't Cuban or anything illegal in any way. Cartel is an affordable cigar brand. It's something that competes with those closeout brands, but it's no closeout. It's a very affordable brand, Jonathan, out of Colombia, and it's a great everyday cigar for very little money. Don't be stupid. Smoke Cartel. Cartel cigars are handmade cigars out of Colombia for a little over a buck a stick. Don't be stupid. Don't be Jonathan. Smoke Cartel. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. We're here asking people from all around the world what they think about Equilibrium Cigars. Let's hear from cigar smokers on the golf course in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, what they think of the new Equilibrium Cigars. Mm-hmm. How about outside this biker bar in Sturgis, South Dakota, what they think of the new, well-balanced Equilibrium Cigars. Mm-hmm. 
Next, let's see what race car drivers in Indianapolis, Indiana, think of the new, well-balanced and medium-bodied taste of Equilibrium brand cigars. Mm-hmm. Now, how about this mime troupe from New York City, New York? How about what a famous cigar-smoking movie star thinks of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Smoke it once, and you'll be back. Mmm. How about this monster over here? What does he think of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Mmm. You're incorrigible. Equilibrium cigars, a new, well-balanced, medium-bodied cigar that everyone can enjoy. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the U.S.A. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www www.cigarjournal.co That's cigarjournal.co I'll sign up today. Okay, we're back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire this week. It's the Cigar Authority. Last segment of the show, it flew by. Uh, we got coming up uh, Gentleman Chuck Morrison. We're going to take a peek in the asylum. Uh, we got horror flicks to talk about. Uh, we were just talking about some horror yeah, flicks. Yes, we were. Those that are asking on the, uh, the chat, chat box, box, what are we talking about? We, we're pre-talking about the horror <laughs> flicks. And um, what else do we have? Um, news of what's coming up in the, the next weeks, which I'll get right into right now. Um, next week, cereal and cigars. Next week is the uh, cereal week. What is it? The national um, week of cereal or um, we looked at that. Yeah, that is. It's the um, Cereal Lovers, National Cereal, Cereal Lovers, Lovers Week. Did you stock up on another 6,000 cases of Lucky Charms? We did not, but we have stocked up on lots and lots of stuff, and we'll show that next week. Nice. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. Followed by that, we have Ralphie Nodell from Aging Room coming in the following week. Uh, also, Sam LaChia. We got the contenders of the Cigar of the Year show coming up. We're working on stuff like that. Shed Night, we don't have a, a <laughs> well, date. Well, it was, it was scheduled. I texted you the date, and you didn't text me back to say we couldn't do it, so... I got to do some rescheduling now. All right, because I got to go down to Monday Night Football. I'm going to be down for Monday Night Football when it goes to Tampa. Down in Tampa? Yes. With the Patriots. Playing? All oh. of a sudden, you're a sports guy now, they, huh? Are they, Baseball? Are they playing the Patriots? Football? No, maybe not. Maybe I don't know. not. I don't think so. All right, maybe not. I don't think so. I guess oh, you can't fly with Chuck then. No. You oh, that'd take... be, oh, I get him on the plane. Yeah, you could? Really? I think we could pull some strings from my friend David. That would be oh, cool. Oh, God. Broadcast the show from the plane. Well, now we're pushing it. Now we're pushing it. We, yeah. could, we could bring the recorder and do some stuff, though. Yeah. Yeah. Not actually talk to any of the players. We just broadcast from. Yeah, from and they'll be walking around. And yeah. you want to interview me? Uh, David. Tom, get out of the way. I'm trying, <laughs> yeah. trying, trying, trying to do this. You're working here? Yeah. <laughs> do we go down on the field when you're trying to throw a pass? Right. No. Just leave me alone. I'm trying to work here. <laughs> So, uh, uh, but that wouldn't be debonair of me, would it? No, it would not. No, it would not. <laughs> so, uh, while you're enjoying life till it's fullest, and it's important to be a gentleman, and how to be a gentleman is Mr. Chuck, Gentleman Chuck Morrison. You need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? 
scales, switch over your electronic devices, and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? And it's The Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never, ever be subtracted from one's life. David, Mr. Jonathan, I was not around last week. Our friend Rich was filling in for us. I was with the Patriots. We were in the great city of Cincinnati. And uh, amidst all this, I have actually been involved in one of the largest launches in Internet marketing history. And on this gentleman's way, I want to provide some some advice, perhaps some feedback, to help all our gentleman friends out there advance further in life. And it's a quote that I remember hearing years ago from the famous Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban being the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, very successful entrepreneur. He's on the Shark Tank, one of my favorite shows. I don't watch a lot of TV, but that's one show I'll go out of my way to put on the DVR and watch. But he's got this brilliant quote, and I think it's applicable to, to any gentleman out there wanting to advance to become not only the best version of themselves, but live the best version of their own life. And it's this. It's this quote. The reason I succeed is because I will beat you every time because I work harder than anybody else, which is why I will always kick your ass. We can say it on the radio, by the way. Okay. Really? So what is the, how do you interpret this? It's just to work as damn hard as one possibly can. Um, as you know from being away in Cincinnati, I run a company called Making Mountains Move. I've been doing some affiliate marketing stuff. I am the executive producer for the Cigar Authority, the authority on everything cigar. You just gave yourself cigar. a promotion. <laughs> <laughs> But in this in this pursuit, it's just it's doing everything you possibly can to do the best damn job that you can do. So what am I leaving with today on today's gentleman way? Go out there, be the best version of yourself by kicking everyone else's butt by doing the very best that you can do by just demanding the best of yourself. Dave, we talk about competition a lot. What's the best form of competition? Who's the best person you could ever compete against? Myself. Garofalo. Yourself, baby. Shit. Gentleman's way brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Question is, are you debonair enough? I am. Should have heard my debonair, my uh, gentleman's way last week, Chuck. I loved it. It was pretty good. I loved it. It was pretty good. I was actually kind of jealous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Mr. Jonathan, are you yeah, ready? Let's take a peek into the asylum. Okay. <laughs> let's take a news from the asylum brought to you by Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away. Ha-ha. They're coming to take me away. Ho-ho. Hee-hee. Ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful. Oh. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news and stories, too insane to be true, but they are. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners. Truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 6x80. That's right. That's Asylum. On September 25th in Brentwood, New York, authorities begin looking for a would-be robber who is suspected of trying to hold up a local deli with a small handgun. His robbery attempt was foiled by an ill-tempered clerk who had had enough. Seconds after the gunman fired a warning shot into the wall, he was seen running for his life out of the deli, empty-handed, with the clerk in hot pursuit, wielding a two-foot-long machete. Ah. I've heard you should never bring a knife to a gunfight, but I've never heard never point a gun at a dude with a machete, but it's a life lesson you should learn here and now on the Cigar Authority. That's insane. That's Asylum. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 
to the insane 6 by 80 That's insane. That's asylum. They're coming to take me away. We we need to smoke the uh, straight jacket on the show. Yeah. That one's uh, a little spicier version of the regular asylum. Uh, Very, very good. I don't think I have smoked that. We'll try that. This one's spicy. It is. We're smoking the Don Pepin Garcia Lancero, the black label Lancero, only 100 boxes ever made of it. It was made five years ago. We're still sitting on some. Uh... Amazing cigar for 10 bucks. Amazing cigar. Uh, so uh, horror movies. This is uh, the time of year when uh, people, uh, new horror movies are coming out. If you uh, flick through your, your channels, uh, you see uh, every station that are, uh, showing movies and stuff. It's horror movies after horror movies. The question is, what were the best horror movies ever? The best, and I have a, I have a whole list here. And um, during the break, we were talking about, Dave, what is your favorite? What do yeah. you think the best one is? And I have to say, uh, 1973, uh, The Power of Christ Compels You. <sighs> it was The Exorcist. That was scary. I, again, I was uh, 12, 13 years old at the time when the movie came out. And, um, you know, uh, 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 Catholic to begin with. And a uh, little bit of controversy surrounding that scene. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that it was considered in poor taste to show vomit. Uh, someone oh. vomiting. Yeah. And that was... A little bit over the top for the time. So what she did with the uh, crucifix, that was not in poor taste? You, no, I'm the, sure. That, the vomit was the problem? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the vomit was the problem in that scene? Really? The, the head spinning around? I mean, that was a oh, scary, scary yeah. movie. Was uh, that your first scary movie? You said you were about 12 or 13. Yeah, I don't think it was my first scary movie, but it was one that really kept me up at night. I mean, I couldn't Well, you were a Catholic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. K- kept me up. Uh, another one, uh, a big one that this is 1980. Here's Johnny. Red rum. Red rum. Red rum. You remember this? All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. It's The Shining. Jack Nicholson, his best role. That was made for him. Uh, it was redone and actually not bad, the, the remake of it and stuff. But that, that original one... Uh, the Shining. Wow. Yeah. That's another one that, uh, scary movie. These ones with monsters and stuff like that. I don't know. These, those are monster movies or something, but these are scary movies. I'm Scream was, uh, came out in 1996, 97. Yeah. And, uh, it was the first time that I didn't get, it, there were not, there was enough comic relief in the movie where, you know, some aha moments where you freak out a little bit, but it's the only time I didn't leave Afraid of the Dark, unlike Silence of the Lambs where Hannibal Lecter lives at the end, and someone told me that he was a real person, yeah. and it was over for me. I couldn't go in the dark again <laughs> for years. Yeah, Silence of the Lamb, good one. How about some old stuff, uh, you know, the birds and Psycho, um, you know? My mother's uh, worst or favorite, if you will, the most scary movie for her, I know for a fact. She's scared of birds to this day Yeah, because of... Uh, Alfred Hitchcock, Alfred right? yeah. Hitchcock's birds. He did it without showing any blood, any... Uh, Anybody hurt or yeah. anything like that? Some blood splatter and stuff like that. But you never saw anybody getting it, but scare you enough. Oh yeah, of, oh, yeah. of, of what ended up happening. There's actually the Alfred Hitchcock movie that's out right now. Did you see Hitchcock? No, no I haven't. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting uh, life. Rosemary's Baby, not, another old one, 1968. This is when uh, Rosemary is having a baby, and the baby is uh, the baby of the devil. Ah, that was a that was like a good the one. Opposite of an immaculate conception. Yeah, the, <laughs> quite the opposite. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, the fly. Do you remember the fly? Oh yeah, yeah. vaguely. Uh, that's the guy uh, who was in Independence Day. Yep. Yes. Um, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff. And uh, they had an Olympic gymnast doing the 
the giant sequence on the uh, yeah, yeah. bar. Yeah. Some some of the stuff that, that that really could be real, like that one couldn't be real. The guy went into the transporter, you know. I guess it could be nowadays or something, but Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum, yeah. yeah. Um, things like misery, that the guy breaks down in the car and and uh, passes out and and ends up in this lady's house where she got him strapped to the bed yeah. and stuff like that. That's scary stuff. Yeah, you know, be- Christine, the movie Christine, Stephen King. Yeah, I was a, I was afraid of cars after. That. <laughs> I really struggled walking in front of a car. I was always afraid the headlights were going to go on. Uh, would you consider something like Deliverance a scary movie? Did you ever see Deliverance? That that horrified my wife. I never saw Real it all like the way a pig, through. You know? Yeah. You know, every guy has a little... Yeah, the dueling banjo scene is classic. That's pretty tough, right? We talked about Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Yeah. The, the part of it is uh, it puts the lotion on the skin. Yeah, that, 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 freak- that oh, guy never dude. really freaked me out. It was oh, my come on. God. Hannibal Lecter's the one that I was scared of. I Eating wanna... the guy's face to get out of the jail? They, they that, both scared me. That guy is a freak that actually walks the streets. You know there's a guy like oh, that, sure. that that locks himself in the, in the thing. and <laughs> That's the scary part that goes there. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm, I'm going into some old <laughs> stuff, 1974. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original thing. Adam thought that was an invitation to put lotion on really? his nipples. I never saw. I never was That's really into scary movies. Poorly made, but um, you know, again, these these hillbillies out there, yeah. they, they live amongst us. You know, That's scary. speaking of hillbillies, uh, shortly after that movie came out, one of my dad's friends set himself up in a rig with a chainsaw. Oh, it looked like he was hung above the street, so as cars would come. He would twitch and rev the chainsaw from oh my a noose. God. Almost got himself arrested. Now, that guy with the chainsaw, um, with the leather face yeah, guy, yeah. he lives up in Maine. And he actually shopped in this store. Get out of here. He came on. into the two-guy smoke shop in Seabrook one day. Yeah. <laughs> he came in here and shopped. He's a cigar smoker. Nice. I believe he still lives up in there. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's a local, not too far away. Wow. Um, how about things like uh, Jaws? Would you consider that a horror movie? I mean, that kept people out it of the water. Me as, it it keeps, scared I, me. I, I, I don't like to swim in fresh water because of Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so apparently it worked. Yeah. Nice. Uh, um, more up-to-date type of thing like Paranormal Activity. There was a, a real scary one. when they uh, Children of the Corn. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty scary. There was a movie I saw that really, like, really scared me when I was a teenager, and it's not that well-known, Event Horizon. You guys oh, I don't seen know. that? No. I've heard of it. <sighs> Scary. It's kind of like a space odyssey movie, though. So the, like you said, Dave, that realistic factor is pretty low. But, man, that was a scary movie. Sorry yeah. at night. Scared to drive home. If you can think that Seven was pretty freaky. That's yeah. more like a, sci-fi, like a sci-fi kind of thriller more than it is a scary movie. But with the scene at the end yeah. with the head and the... Oh. Dave, I know you're a big fan of uh, Clint Howard. Yes, I am. He was in a movie called The Ice Cream Man. Really? Yeah, I don't know it. Cheesy, cheesy horror movie, but speaking of horror movies, and I know you, how you feel about Clint Howard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my, my wife's listening. I uh, make reference to every time he shows up yeah. on it. Oh, of course. Go, and he's like, in yeah. so many movies. You're <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, Ron Howard's brother. <laughs> that's how he's known. Ron Howard's brother. Yeah. And that's what I call him. And his name's Clint, right? I call him Ron Howard's brother because that's who he is. Yeah, he loves that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Night of the Living Dead, another, another oldie oh, yeah. but goodie. Yeah. Um, really couldn't happen and stuff. But how about things like the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, yeah. those, those things? The that- Freddy Krueger movies, I never saw them. My parents would not let me see horror movies as a kid. But I had heard that there was a scene where that he was inside a waterbed, and I had a waterbed, and that made me afraid of the waterbed. I slept on the floor for a solid month. And you, don't see, do, and you didn't see it. I didn't see it. I don't do well with scary movies. I just don't like to watch them because I, I am profoundly affected by them. I've got a very vivid imagination, I guess. Yeah, you watch some of that Hitchcock stuff, boy. That, oh, makes, you, that makes you think. Uh, and, and nobody's putting out movies like that that really no. make you think. Uh, that is the magic of, of Alfred Hitchcock. I mean, some of the things he did. Some of this other stuff. Uh, Poltergeist? Never saw it. Really? Yeah. Poltergeist. That scared me. They're here. Yep. You know, when the girl, look, the little girl looking in the t- into the Great, TV. I'm going to be up all night yeah, now be, yeah. talking about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? What else is there? I uh, could go for my head spinning all the way around right now, though. I've lost an awful lot of motion. Pet Cemetery. Oh. Yep. Yeah, scary. Stephen King again, right? Yeah. This Stephen King has that sick, sick mind. And he doesn't give interviews about how, what his process is. What his problem stay, is. <laughs> he likes to stay out of the limelight that way. There's another guy right up in Maine. Yeah. They're yeah. Right up over the border. We're 30 Careful. miles away from these yeah. people. Careful. They're close. How yeah. about a horror movie inside a cigar shop? <laughs> yeah. You know, you I got to tell I, the guys it's two guys Seabrook. They'll end I up got an idea video. for a horror movie. I contacted a writer to write it for me. And he wants an awful lot of money, but I got a really good idea. Nice. I've been I've been holding this for about two years. Really? And I want to do something with it. If there's anybody that uh, can write a, um, not a, not a, a book, play, really. but a screenplay, yeah, yeah. Uh, contact me on the CigarAuthority.com. Contact us uh, and let me know. I got a great idea. I'm going to make you sign something that says you won't steal the idea away from me. But uh, I got a really good idea, and I think this thing could be a multi, multi-million dollar uh, idea in a, in a lot of different ways. So anyway, that's it for this time. Uh, next week, cereal and cigars. Also, Glenn Case from Christoph Cigar uh, joins us as um, um, we're going to smoke some new cigars and, and uh, some old ones, too. So uh, for Chuck Morrison by my side, Mr. Jonathan, I'm David Garofalo. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Cigar Authority this week and every week on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And when you're smoking your Don Papine Cuban Classic Black Label Lancero, it's Up a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> but keep the lid end out of your mouth. Bye, everybody. I'm Rocky Patel. After 15 years of hard work, I'd like to introduce you to the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar made at our factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. This cigar showcases a beautiful, oily Habano wrapper from Ecuador. Fillers from Esteli, Jalapa, and Condega make up a rich, complex, spicy taste with a lot of full flavor. The Decade, another one of our masterpieces, made in Honduras, Beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with secret fillers. It received a 95 rating, one of the highest rated cigars ever in Cigar Aficionado. This medium to full bodied cigar is rich, complex, yet elegant and well balanced. 15 years ago, they thought we'd never make it in the business. 10 years ago, they thought we'd never last. Five years ago, they started paying attention. Now, we're right where we belong, in your hand. 
So enjoy the 15th anniversary and the decade. Truly masterpiece. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, Stogie. 